Welcome to HeyYA Extra Credit. Every other week, opposite the main HeyYA podcast, we'll bring you a short-form podcast of YA talk across a wide range of topics. I'm Tirza Price, and today I thought I would talk about YA novellas. So novellas are an interesting little beast. They are, you know, shorter than a short novel, longer than a long short story. They're right in that awkward, weird in-between. Usually novellas um, fall between 100 and 200 pages. If it's longer than 200 pages, it's usually considered a short novel. Shorter than 100, probably a stretch of a short story. So, you know, you don't see them very often in YA, although they are um, not necessarily totally impossible to find. And there have been some novellas that have come out recently that I'd like to discuss. But first, uh, let's hear from our sponsor and then we can dive in. Today's episode is brought to you by Flatiron Books, publisher of The Familiar by Lee Bardugo. This is one I'm actually super excited about. I liked Lee Bardugo's other adult fantasy books, and so I'm really looking forward to this one. It's set in the Spanish Golden Age during a time of high stakes political intrigue and glittering wealth. It follows Luzia, a servant in the household of an impoverished Spanish nobleman who reveals a talent for little miracles. Her social climbing mistress demands Luzia use her gifts to win over Madrid's most powerful players, but what begins as simple amusement takes a dangerous turn. Luzia will need to use every bit of her wit and will to survive, even the help of Guillén Santangel, an immortal familiar whose own secrets could prove deadly for them both. So The Familiar by Lee Bardugo is on sale now. And like I said, it's a must read of the season. It's perfect for anyone who loves history, a little bit of magic, a lot of danger. You can get your copy now at LeeBardugoTheFamiliar.com. And thanks again to Flatiron Books, publisher of The Familiar by Lee Bardugo for sponsoring this episode. All right. So the novella has definitely, I think, become more popular in publishing as of late, thanks in part to Tor Publishing. Tor Publishing has put out a ton of really excellent uh, novellas, original novellas. So that what I mean by that is that these novellas stand on their own. They are not connected to a larger series or another story. There have been some really great ones, mostly for adult audiences. Um, That is their focus. They don't really do young adult or children's um, novellas. However, one novella series that you might have heard of, Every Heart a Doorway, part of the Wayward Children series by Sean and McGuire, that you know, it was published as adult, but oftentimes get slumped into YA because the characters are teenagers. And it's an excellent sort of crossover title. But I thought I would talk about some novellas that are more firmly published as YA and um, seen as YA. So usually, when you come across those types of novellas, they are, like I said, connected to another book or series. The first one that comes to mind is Love Creekwood by Becky Albertelli. She wrote a sort of Where Are They Now? a few months after the you know setting of some of her more popular YA books. It's um, billed as a Simonverse novella. Um, that one came out a couple of years ago. Another one is The Gentleman's Guide to Getting Lucky by Mackenzie Lee. That was another sort of addition to... Um, the Gentleman's Guide to Vice and Virtue universe. Um, and it is like a little sort of um, epilogue as to like, what are they doing now? 
But today I thought I'd talk about um, three novellas, technically four novellas that have come out recently. One is Mysteries of Thorn Manor um, by Margaret Rogerson. Now, this is a sequel novella to Sorcery of Thorns, which was one of my favorite fantasy reads of a couple of years ago. It's set in a fantasy world where magic um, and sorcery is kind of feared and it's closely watched over and sort of policed. And then there are libraries that hold great significance and librarians are considered to be, you know, pretty elevated job because part of their job is to safely contain grimoires, which if not attended to or if left unattended, can become quite dangerous. So Sorcery of Thorns stars Elizabeth Scrivener, who is a librarian apprentice who finds herself running amok with sorcery and trying to save the day. I love the book. It was really excellent. The sequel, Mysteries of Thorn Manor, follows her and Nathaniel Thorne when they return back to Nathaniel's, like his his family's manor. And magic, um, once again, throws them for a loop. Um, it was really delightful. It's very romantic, which I appreciated. Um, it did feel kind of like this very long extended epilogue to the characters. I really like Sorcery of Thorns because it's just a fantastic book but it does kind of end on this note that like makes you just like yearn for more and I definitely would have loved having another um, full novel set in this world with these characters but the nice thing about Mysteries of Thorn Manor and the novella form in general is that you know, we were given a very lovely story with low stakes, and it was romantic and fun and sweet. And because we already care so much about the characters, I didn't need it to be like a high stakes conflict. I was happy to read about their low stakes conflicts because I just wanted to see them happy. So it worked really well, I think, if you have already read Sorcery of Thorns, which you would need to in order to enjoy this novella, because we just wanted to hang out with the characters a little bit longer. Um, So that was really great. And it came out as a hardcover, beautiful hardcover with gorgeous artwork. Um, So that is available now, but definitely pick up Sorcery of Thorns first. The other example of a novella that has come out recently is Killjoy, which is a good girl's guide to murder novella by Holly Jackson. Now, I have to admit, I have not read this series yet. It's been on my TBR forever. But this one stars Pip, who um, is showing up for her final detective case. She's been invited to a murder mystery party. It's 1920s theme. And then everybody kind of has to play along with this murder mystery scenario. It's supposed to be a game, but of course, when is it ever just a game? So that one looks really delightful. And this one actually came out in paperback, which is good because, uh, you know, I I admit that I personally, as like a consumer and reader, find it hard to um, want to shell out 20 bucks for maybe like 100 pages of um, content. This one is 200 pages, to be fair. Um, It's on the longer side for a novella, but it came out as a paperback. And I think that that is um, just wise considering the price point and accessibility for lots of readers. But Killjoy, if you've read that series, you can go pick up the novella. It looks like you probably need to read the series, the book series, before you read the novella. But I know this has been a very popular series. Um, It's been very popular within my library. So it's nice to know that there's a little something extra for readers. So the last two novellas, actually, that I want to talk about. 
Last Violent Call by Chloe Gong. Um, it looks like it is one book, but it is in fact two novellas, A Foul Thing and This Foul Murder. And this is kind of fun because I, I didn't realize that it was two separately bound novellas until I saw the box set in the store. And I realized, oh my goodness, there's it's like a slipcase with um, two novellas inside. So I have not read it yet because I still have not read the sequel to these violent delights. I know I need to. But A Foul Thing follows Roma and Juliet. And This Foul Murder follows Benedict and Marshall. And if you are a fan of this series, then... Um, definitely go and pick this up because they are both hardcover, you know, two bound um, novellas. Um, the, the price point on that's a little higher. But that, you know, that makes sense. It's like you're getting two novellas for the price of one one novel. Okay, it makes sense. I kind of point out the prices, though, because um, what's exciting and interesting is to see that these novellas, even though a lot of them still follow the series or a spinoff book. And so it's not like a standalone type of deal. It used to be that novellas, you know, you really only got those as like digital exclusives. So it's kind of exciting to see them being printed. I know that The Gentleman's Guide to Getting Lucky by Mackenzie Lee, which I mentioned earlier, that was initially just like a little bonus that Mackenzie Lee offered to readers as like a pre-order incentive. And then later it became published and it was put out as a physical book, which is kind of cool. So I like seeing novellas. Um, I think I mentioned at the top of this episode that I, um, you know, have been reading a lot of them lately. I like feeling like I can, you know, read five or six in a month and I feel really accomplished, but they're not that long. I really enjoy listening to them on audio too, because sometimes I have a short attention span when it comes to audiobooks. So I would love to see more novellas. I'd love to see more novellas by authors of color. I'd love to see more novellas um, just you know, that are standalones and are their own thing. I think because of, you know, the production and the price point and the fact that, you know, they used to be digital only, um, you know, they tend to be things that like only authors um, of books that have been really successful are allowed to, you know, pull off putting out a novella. And it would be really cool just to see that opening up and expanding to other YA authors because, I've having read a lot of them, I think that the novella is an interesting and unique art form. And there really is a lot of exciting ground to explore in that format where you're between a a short story and you're between a novel. Um, It's kind of a fun, sweet spot to explore. And I'd love to see more of that in YA. So that is it for me today. Thanks for hanging out and listening to me chat about novellas. Thank you so much to our sponsors for making today's show possible. And thank you as always to Jen Zink, our audio editor for making KYA sound great. Erica and I will be back again in next week. We will be chatting about novels in verse for Poetry Month. Really excited about that. But until then, happy reading. Happy reading.